When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, I'm going to do a watch-along. Watch-along of a match that you probably didn't think I would ever do a watch-along or any other podcast would ever do a watch-along on it. But I love this match. Um, it was, I thought it was pretty amazing. Now, is it was it quote-unquote five-star, four-star, three-star? No. A good, solid two and a quarter star when, you know, that was considered good. Nowadays, you know, star ratings have been blown up. You know, you got the, you know, four star rating and five star rating. That's just, that's just nothing these days anymore. Um, But it's a match I recently just kind of stumbled upon. I like watching... Classic wrestling. I'm always kind of just searching YouTube. Things kind of pop up, you know. Um, and recently I'm watching some stuff from New Zealand, which I had never seen before. I just kind of, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I did. And it, it came up and I started watching that. So I might be talk, doing a future show on, uh, on the New Zealand wrestling scene in the A's. Pretty fascinating. And... But this show here was from 1984. Must have came up recently because of Iron Sheik's passing. In this, and this show took place at the Philadelphia Spectrum, June 2nd, 1984. And I'm guessing it kind of popped up because Iron Sheik's passing. There's a this is a on this show. The big match is Hulk Hogan defending his uh, WF Championship against the Iron Sheik in a in a rematch. Um, so I'm guessing that's why it popped up. And, of course, I like watching these shows because I like to see from the beginning to the end and how they structure their shows. And a lot of times because of, you know, Hogan, sometimes I work two shows a, a day. And and, I, and so I, I don't know if he did on this show, but he did work the middle of the card on this one. The main event was put in the middle, so I assume maybe he went off somewhere else and wrestled that same night. I did not look up that information. So if anyone, anyone curious about that, want to look it up, you know, feel free. Um but I started watching it, and then and the, and the opener, you know, unassuming opener, just to you know get the crowd going, um, you know, get them some wrestling, and this match, this opener, just I was glued because it was so fascinating to watch, and I think a lot of people 
a lot of listeners out there who are not in the wrestling business or you know like like want to understand more about the inner workings of what happens inside of the ring right me i was always fascinated with what happens outside the ring i was most fascinated with the booking aspect that's why i became a booker eventually um but become a booker you have to learn what goes on in ring in my opinion um i think i wouldn't have become a uh you know i did pretty well as a booker i'm not saying i was great or anything but i you know i think i did pretty well and people enjoyed my booking and uh, the guys i worked with enjoyed you know the booking that i gave them and the stories i told and i was i always try to tell very logical stories when i was booking my matches are very simple with logical finishes um i don't like overly complicated finish unless unless called for um i think keep it simple stupid is what you know i learned from not Roland alexander not anyone from all for wrestling, but literally from Larry Matisic's book, Wrestling at the Chase. And that was really from not from Larry Matisic himself, but Sam Mushnick telling Larry Matisic that. And that really stuck with me. So, but to be a, a good booker, in my opinion, you need to understand how things work from bell to bell. I think it's important because you can't book something and describe it to the wrestlers what you want them to do if you don't know how they do it themselves um my style of booking was uh you know i had talent that i trusted if i had like a like a you know timmy thatcher was the easiest guy to book because um especially later on but early on i did kind of you know kind of you know talk through what kind of finish i want but Later on, it was just, he was just so damn good. I would just say, you up, him, you know, you up, and the the time, right? And I was just, I had complete confidence that he's going to book an exciting finish, and and he did. He always did. Um, Same thing with Jeff Cobb. Same thing with J.R. Kratos. Um, And I was always open to listening to talent, too. I remember one... um, one match particular in premiere, it was J.R. Kratos at the time was the premier heavyweight champion defending against the golden boy, Dylan Drake. And, and they came to me with the finish. You know, I had, you know, Kratos up. Um, I didn't specifically say, uh, you know, with him too. I just, at this point in time, I just said, you know, Kratos, you up. This is the, this is the time, you know, and they kind of came to me before the the match probably like about an hour before the match and and they wanted to run an idea by me and I, and they wanted to do a knockout finish uh, i think kratos wanted to do a knockout finish more than dylan drake did but but dylan drake seemed to be down with it and you know what i'm like you know that sounds pretty cool it sounds different we haven't done a knockout finish um i trust you guys and yeah, let's go for it you know i was enjoy i enjoyed the experiment with the wrestlers right um you know some i'm always open to listening what they what they wanted to do um and if it i felt it worked for that my goal of that match um the you know if it worked to the benefit of the winner of the match that you know the story i want to tell i would kind of go with their idea you know because i feel sometimes you know if you just are so strict with every finish it's going to be this way or you know that way 
You know, sometimes the guys don't get motivated, and sometimes you you, know, you throw them a bone and a little a little vote of confidence. You know, they they just work a little extra hard, and and um, you know, I think it's a good thing to do. Uh, but I think a lot of listeners out there who are not in the wrestling business um, are fascinated by the inner workings. You know, um, you know, there's you know, let everyone online nowadays. Everyone's breaking down matches, and everyone's kind of has their opinion on the match. And you know, sometimes things are just you can't see what's going on or why things went the way it is, or maybe this you know maybe this looked awkward at a certain point because. Maybe the TV, they're too close up against the TV time. They had to go to break. So they, it was a kind of awkward transition to break. Or or maybe towards the end, there's uh, something looked off because, you know, maybe there's someone got their bell rung. You know, you just, there's all these things that could happen in a wrestling match. And so, so I just thought it was fascinating to watch this match here. This opening match. And this is going to be the watch along, all right? I want everyone... Go to YouTube. This is where you find this show. Type in WWF Wrestling Active Spectrum 6 slash 2 slash 84. And just fast forward at 302. And we're going to watch this opening match. And this opening match that we're going to talk about today is Steve Lombardi versus Samoan number 3. Now, you're like, who in the hell is Samoan number three? Samoan number three is Samu. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was Sika or Afa. I believe it was Afa hurt, hurt his hip and was out of action. So Samu replaced Afa on the team and for a short time. Eventually, there was all three of them. They wrestled uh, you know, together. Um, but for some reason they called him Samu number three. Now on this show, and I've seen this on other WWF shows in the past with Samu on it, or, you know, Sam, Samu number three, Gorilla Monsoon calls him Samula, which I thought was interesting. Like, why just call him Samu, Afa, Sika, Samu, you know, um, but they didn't hear. It was weird. Samoa number three, I just didn't, I just didn't under, I just didn't get that at all. Uh, Samu, a lot, a lot of people probably don't really remember Sam, Samu too much. Um, you know, of course, you know, if you follow WF in the nineties, there was the head, he was you know part of the Head Shrinkers tag team with Fatu. Um, of course, Fatu went on to be Rikishi and more, uh, more remembered, obviously, um, and it continued to be remembered because the Sons, the Usos, are out there. Um, you know, big time players right now in in the WAF today, WWE today. Uh, but Samu was a pretty awesome worker. Of course, all the Samoans are good workers. They're just it's just like they come out of the womb, good workers. Um, huge men, super talented. I loved the Samoa SWAT team. Samu fought to in NWA slash WCW in nineteen eighty nine. I thought they ruled. I just thought they were awesome, and at that that year they really took it to the Road Warriors. I think it was a one of the. I think it was such a big deal that they beat the Road Warriors on like a house show that it was like a headliner, I believe, of a Observer um, issue. Like that's how big it was to beat the Road Warriors. 
Um, and they got a pretty strong push it, that year in the War Games match. They're going to bring a bash. Um, they, you know, ultimately the Road Warriors won the program with their match at Clash Championship 8. That was the opening match. That was a really fun tag team match. Uh, that's a really good, honestly, Clash of Champions, Clash Champions 8. And after that, I I think Samu got hurt. Go, you know, and then they brought in uh, Tama, and Tama ended up with, was renamed the Samoan Savage, and they they were renamed from Samoan SWAT team to the Wild Samoans with with uh, Sir Oliver Humperdinck as their manager. But they were still cool. I still dug them. Um, and eventually Samu came back and did a couple six man tags with them for a bit in early 1990. And then about May of June, or yeah, I think about June of 1990, they were just kind of gone. And that was a bummer. Um, but they were in the territory for a while and it was probably time for them to, to move on. Of course, then I would later see them show up in the WWF in 1992, the head shrinkers. And they had a pretty uh, pretty solid one. Won the WF Tag Team Championships um, in, uh, what was that, 1994 over the Quebecers in a pretty fun match on Raw. So a lot of history with the Samoans. Of course, the bloodline, very hot topic. And it's just, but Sammy was just a fantastic athlete. Like I said, I love how he would throw, he, he would throw a super kick like, Someone's a smack, just someone with an open hand slap. Like he just like throws foot up and just smack a guy. And he was like, like a, a a marksman with that foot. It's pretty awesome. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But let's get into this match. Now, here, Steve Lombardi is not the Brooklyn Brawler. That doesn't happen until 1989. Um, he's an enhancement talent. Um, I would call him an underneath talent. You know, he's, you know, works the opener match of a WWE house show, works the TV match, loses. I, I guess he would be, you know, I kind of have it as an underneath because he does win every once in a while. But I found this this match just completely fascinating. Here's Steve Lombardi, black trunks, black boots, or maybe it might be blue. This the the trans the the recording of this is you know obviously from live recording off of uh, you know Spectrum Television, and um, it's just kind of grainy. But I knew though that Lombardi's wearing the the pink the pink uh, jacket, classic. Just, you know, he's out there being just classic white meat baby face. 
going to head up against this big monster, Simone number three, or Samula. So, again, go to YouTube, WWF, Wrestling at the Spectrum, 6 slash 2 slash 84. And just fast forward that uh, up to 302. And let's watch this match, this opening match. And I'll explain why I thought this match was completely fascinating. Alrighty, I'm going to hit play in th- on three. One, two, three. <coughs> well, good old uh, pedophile Mel Brooks opening this sh- uh, in the ring announcing. That's always a sad sight to see, but um, dark side of the ring for sure. Um, you see Sam Samula just vaults in the ring. Amazing. Crowd boos him. He's a heel. Boo Samoans. And now he's going to introduce his opponent, Steve Lombardi. Now, so he's from New York. They're in Philly. So he automatically just gets cheered right away. <laughs> so in this opening match, these Philadelphia fans just have, just don't like any of these guys, right? Just, what do you do? When they, both guys are hated. Well, I just was intrigued by how they're gonna well how they're gonna get the crowd to cheer Lombardi or maybe Samu. Are they gonna switch? Samu's kind of do the wild man thing there. I do not know who this referee is. A really it looks like Conan O'Brien in there. <coughs> Excuse me, of course, coughing again. Samu's ch- telling the referee. Ch- Check Lombardi. Making sure there's no foreign objects in there. Samoans did this a lot. They used to take the long time to get their dress off, their little traditional skirt they wore, whatever that is. And the Samoans later on would do like a little prayer, but I don't think Samu does that here if I remember correctly. <coughs> so right at the bat. Samu, see, look what he's doing. He's taking his time to get out, to get the match started. He's he's avoiding the referee checking him. People are getting impatient. Come on, wrestle, action, action, action. Samu's walking away from Steve Lombardi, jaw jacking the crowd. So he's trying to get as much heat as possible. Find the bell rings, people are happy. And they're doing a little circle ring. You don't really see that much today. And Lee Lombardi out there as you know, showing, hey, I'm the baby. I'm a good guy here. I'm gonna put out, I'm on this should be a sportsman competition. So he's doing his best. And they shake hands. And then Samu takes a sheep shot. Clearly established himself as a heel again. The paint that picture for the audience. Like, listen, I am the heel, this is the baby face. And he starts beating on he starts giving heat to Lombardi. That's back. Big body slam right here coming up. One-handed. Awesome. <coughs> Perfect bump by Lombardi. Hit that clean. Continues to sell back. Comes up. You come up arching. Beautiful sell from, from Lombardi. And registering, too. Now, hold on. Now, Lombardi fights back. Now, people are like, hey, this guy has heart. He has fire. Simple. 
simple stuff. Now, remember, it started off with people just booing both. And now they're into it. You know, I'm not, they're not, they're not, this is not, you know, steam up flare going wild and crazy, but this is just smart work here. Samu with the hammerlock. Labardi trying to out-wrestle his way out because he is the babyface, and he does. Again, establishing I'm a babyface, people cheering. That he's able to escape that hole. And Samu, this big monster, needs the ropes to break the hole. Of course, I would stop cough, start coughing as it is. Rake of the eyes by Samu. Again, now rakes the back. Again, pouring on the heat. Establishing he's the heel. Easy to follow this match. Big whip into the corner. Lombardi escapes. Samu takes a big bump. What a great bump that is in the corner. And he's down. And look at Lombardi. Walking away. And now, he's not on Samu right away. He gives him some time to sell a bit. I love that. And then, you know, Lombardi's up for a bit, has a control, but Samu just quickly turns the tables and just delivers that awesome body slam. When you see a body slam like that good, big head butt by Samu, again, he's not rushing. There's no need to run and do a bunch of spots right now. Just take your time. Let the guy say, oh, Lombardi took a wild bump out of the ring. Lombardi's selling out there. Referee's telling Samu to get back. It's just simple stuff here. Samu taking time to just, you know, look what I just did. Try to get a reaction to the crowd. Booze. Lombardi did a great job. God, he's such a good worker. He really was. Really was a good worker. A lot of people kind of just remember remember him in the Brooker Brawler days, or um, you know, as being a, a job guy. But you know, there's a reason why he had a job for so long in the WWF. You know, especially in the ring. His in career was you know, of course, Lombardi trying to fight back in the ring. Samu continues to you know block his way. You know, clotheslines him on the top rope and. Now Lombardi has to keep fighting to get back, right? He's trying to get back, but he's selling. He's beat up, but he's going to try to get in there again. Here comes Sam. Now Sam moves, falling out. This is kind of interesting because it is a opening match, and going to the floor is kind of kind of not, you know, back then, use the opening match doesn't go to the floor. But, you know, who's going to tell the Simones, you know, not to do that again? So Samu goes out there and just rams Steve Lombardi right into the guardrail, and that looked great. Looks fantastic. Look at his cell; like you, you feel his pain. You can see it. It's not cheesy. He's trying to shake it off. He's trying to get back in the ring. I love this. I love this. Now, now, now he tries to go for a shoulder block, but Samu cuts him off again. Boom! Gives him a little hangman on the drop rope. <laughs> Lombardi does a little bit bump to the floor. I love that bump as a manager. I used to like pop up, get hit, legs go up. What I love about it was the fact that that they start off the match and the crowd just boo this guy and boo that guy. And they don't freak out. 
Like, don't worry. We got him. They controlled the audience. Nowadays, I think, I feel like it's just, you know, wrestlers let the crowd control them. And you got to control the crowd, right? And I just thought that was just a brilliant match. Again, not going to be remembered, you know, not going to be called the classic. But a well-worked match. I just loved it. I loved it, and it, it made total sense. And I hope you guys liked it, too. It's fascinating to me when stuff like that happens where they're not getting these, the reaction from the, the audience they expected. And I like to see people work through it. And it's just like they, you know, no big deal. Samu knew what he's going to do. I'm the, I'm the heel. I'm established on the heel. And Labardi is the baby face. And we're going to give him those moments of, you know, fighting from behind, showing heart, showing, you know, never say die attitude and keep fighting to the very bitter end. But eventually Samu will win, you know, and Samu did cheat a bit in the match. Obviously there's some choking, there's some breaking the eye, but I also like that he didn't have to like, like, you know, do something dastardly, like, you know, hit, pull the turnbuckle off and ram Lombardi's head and, and it beat him. Like he understood the pecking order of where Lombardi's at and he shouldn't need to, you know, have to do something dashly to beat Lombardi at this point. It should be a clean win. So, you know, with this finish right in the middle, um, and I, like I said, I was totally into this match. I remember I got threw it on. Sometimes I was just like in the night, throw on some classic wrestling, and I was just glued to this match. And and I was especially when Samu hit that rope. He goes back and you know doesn't you know hit the ropes correctly and snaps his head on the on that top rope, which is very dangerous and. And, you know, it's messed up a lot of people. He could have really hurt his neck on that. Like, luckily, he just, you know, tumbled. He stayed in the ring. Some people I've seen go to the floor or or, or, or the rope snaps and snaps right back to their face and really jars their neck. And Sabu, or sorry, excuse me, Sabu. Samu, when that happened, he went with it. Oh, shoot. And he sold. And he stayed down. He didn't, like try to quickly cover the mess up and quick, you know, try to just do his head. But then he sold and Lombardi, Lombardi, he recognized, oh shit, that, that was supposed to, you know, oh, I need to do something. And he, he, he can't just lay there. So he got up and started going at it, you know, threw a couple shots in until he was, you know, quickly cut back off by Samu. And then finally, Samu, you know, this time around, took his time, went to the second rope, hit that big headbutt, and I loved it. Uh, this is a fun show to watch. I actually haven't finished everything on the card. Um, I do know Bob Backlund is on this show, which is interesting because, you know, I think Bob Backlund's still on cards until August of 
1984. Uh, but there's, a, of course, a real fun rematch between Hulk Hogan and Iron Sheik for the WF title. There's a really good match between Dr. David Schultz challenging Tito Santana for the Intercontinental Championship match. That match is really good as well. That match is one to watch where you have a heel completely dominating Santana who's selling most of the match but still fighting, never dying, obviously showing the heart. Um, at one point, you know, just like with Lombardi going to the floor, Samu not letting him get back in the ring, uh, they did the same thing in this match with Tio Santana and Schultz. And Schultz is just being vicious and not letting Santana get it. People are just getting like, come on, come on, come on. I don't want to spoil the finish, but the finish was really sweet. And it was one of the match where there was a loser and a winner, obviously. But everyone's was still over. No one lost anything from losing. No one, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the winner was, you know, still over and the loser, even though he lost, was still over. So, fascinating match as well. Um I definitely going to want to get in there and kind of finish this whole show and I'll probably do that uh, sometime this weekend. There's a lot of wrestling to watch this weekend. Obviously, you bet you're going to be listening to this on uh, Sunday. Um, I'm definitely going to be watching AEW Collision again. So, uh, um, I've, you know, I'm going to watch that. I'm recording this on a Friday night. Um, so, Collision, I, I liked last week's episode. I thought it was very good. Of course, I talked about that on the Fight Game podcast with Gary Gasols this week. Um, really easy show to watch. I just flew by. Um yeah, other than the Wardlow and Luchasaurus match was a complete stinker. Um, I thought the rest of the card was was very good, very solid. A lot of, no goofiness. Um, you yeah, know, nothing that just makes you just like, why are they doing this? Why just for this one little joke? Um, and I love that main event. I thought that made that six man tag was really good. I'm looking forward to the eight man tag as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to Forbidden Door. This Sunday, it's gonna be fun going to Dave Meltzer's house and watching it with all the all the guys and gals. Um, it's it's been a while since I've been over there because I've been you know busy and I was just just today just tonight this Friday night my wife and I were on a date night we ran to uh, one of uh, Dave's uh, oldest friends Edward and his wife Jenny and we haven't seen them for a while. Edward used to go to Dave's for shows for a long time, but he's been busy with you know coaching and. All the stuff he does, and it was kind of cool to catch up with him. And then I got him like, "Yeah, he's like, you still go over there?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, you gotta go over there. You gotta go ch- come check out a show. Dave would love to see you." So I think I think Edward's gonna try to make it on Sunday, which will be awesome. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch Forbidden Door. I'm I'm really excited about that that show. A lot of matches. I expect the pre-show to be like forever, like two hours long. Whatever fucking it's gonna be, but. The main card looks really good. Um, really excited for Brian Danielson versus Okada. Of course, you know, that's a dream match. Really is a match we always wanted to see. Uh, we match we never thought we would see. And I, I can't imagine those guys having a bad match. I just unless someone gets injured early on, and let's hope not. Um, I, 
I can't. I think it's gonna be great. I, I, I'm already. I already think Dave's already given it seven stars, and they haven't even wrestled locked up yet. So, um, <laughs> and also looking forward to NJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Uh, MGF is. I think he's just you know one of the best today. Obviously, um, I think they're just gonna their their styles are gonna match up perfectly, and you know Tanahashi. Yes, as Jeremy Finestone said on his podcast and the Boom podcast, he said there's Tanahashi now is there's the good knee day Tanahashi, there's the bad day knee Tanahashi. Well, I bet you anything we're going to get a good knee Tanahashi. We're going to get big match Tanahashi. I think Tanahashi knows when to turn it up for the big matches. And this is a big match. Um... Of course, kind of overshadowed by Omega Osprey, which is going to be really good. Of course, Danielson and Okada, as we talked about. But I'm telling you, I think, you know, for just the quality of pro wrestling, um, it's going to be NGF and Tosh is going to be really good. And what I love about that match is that NGF is going to learn, gain so much out of it. Not just, you know, on his resume, uh, you know, beating a legend like Tanahashi, but just working with Tanahashi in the ring, uh, working with the Bay face that understands, you know, how to make a, the proper comeback, the timing of the comeback. Um, I hope, I hope it's a barn burner. I really do. Cause I love Torch Tanahashi and yeah, I know he's getting older. I know he's definitely, you know, has a lot of wear and tear in his body, but but he's among my all-time favorites. And it was a thrill this past February to see Okada versus Tanahashi here in San Jose, my hometown. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was a great match. You know, they, they did the Okada versus Tanahashi greatest hits, and that's what I wanted to see. And even though, like, I think 99.9% of that San Jose crowd didn't think Tanahashi was going to win, but there was a moment when Tanahashi got a small package that people were just biting on that on that count. They thought he had it. So, master psychologist. And uh, like I said, I yeah I I know it's like people were like Danielson Okada probably their number one to watch. Osprey Omega is their number two. But I'm honestly, in my opinion, just uh, wrestling that I love. I got MGF and Tana, uh, Tanahashi over Omega and Osprey. And don't get me wrong, I think they're going to have a great match. It's just my style of wrestling. You know, a lot of people today, they, you know, they they like the moves, they like the big spots, they like the high risk. And I enjoy that too when it makes sense, you know, when it when it's put in the proper 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 moment of the match. Um but I like the small details that because those small, in my opinion, those small details are what actually really bring you into a match, really get your emotions going, really get you to suspend disbelief. And Tanahashi is a master of that. You know, you, you just, you're, you're transported into this. Now it's a real match. Your, your suspension of disbelief is there and he's the master. So I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. Um, on this show. I know he's going to be on the show. I kind of figured maybe he might be 
in a tag match. I just didn't know where he was at physically, but great that they're putting him with MJF. And I'm excited for MJF because, uh, like I said, I think just one of those matches that he's going to come out of it and just, you know, be a, a better worker. Uh, so, yeah. Really pumped out this weekend, as you can tell. <laughs> really pumped out Forbidden Door. Really pumped about seeing my bu- my buddies and talking shop, enjoying some wrestling, and uh, looking forward to uh, Miguel Rubio, the brother of the Heartbreak Kid, Dan Rubio. He's 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 brain pizza. My goodness, MVP, MVP of the of the night. So looking forward to you know kind of on the low carb cut these days. Um, how can I turn down pizza? Right? It's wrestling. It's wrestling night. A few slices ain't gonna hurt the bot. You know what I mean? So, everyone, I hope you enjoy this show. I know it's wacky. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of out there. It's like, why would anyone do a watch long for Samu versus Steve Lombardi? But that's me. I love I love matches like this, and I lo- I want to share it with you guys, and I want I want to open up, you know. The listeners, you listeners to like, you know what? You know, it's not all about the main event. You know, there's the, the building blocks of the card. The building, the opening match is just as important as the main event because the opening match sets the table. And that match there, Samu C. Lombardi, <coughs> it was a fun, exciting match. Got people going. They sit down. They had their popcorn or Coke or whatever, their beer, you know, and they want to watch wrestling. They want to watch action, and they don't want everything right away. They just want to they, they want to get settle in and, and and see some slams and see some you know excitement. They delivered, and that's what I love about pro wrestling. So, everyone have a great time, have a great weekend. If you watch Forbidden Door, let me know your thoughts on it. Hit me up at Larocca JL, and let me know what you thought of this show. I know again, crazy show, but uh, let me know. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.